Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202's Big Idea for Thursday, July 13th. This is the fourth installment of our new audio briefing with key headlines and some analysis of one of the day's biggest stories. Here's the big idea. Donald Trump is the disruptor-in-chief in an age of disruption. The Russia scandal and the self-inflicted wounds paralyzing his White House have made it easy to lose sight of the tectonic forces that powered President Trump's victory last year. But they continue to exist, and they're a major reason why he remains remarkably popular among Republicans. Republican lobbyist Bruce Melman, who's long represented big technology companies in D.C., sees parallels between the cycle of disruption that's churned through Silicon Valley and what's now wreaking havoc on Washington, whether you like it or not. Bruce sees a parallel between Trump and Uber, the ride-sharing service that's recently also ran into some trouble. The forces that set the stage for Trump's election are long-term, structural, and global. Bruce said, much like Uber, Trump perceived the opportunity to disrupt a dysfunctional marketplace, in Uber's case, cabs, that lacked innovation and failed to satisfy customers, or voters as we call them. Also, much like Uber, he flouted conventions and tested the limits of traditional rules, fighting an entrenched establishment while also seeking its acceptance. Disruption is hard and, well, disruptive. It usually leaves observers feeling exhausted, uncertain, and ultimately either angry or exhilarated. Bruce notes that voters have sought change in five of the past six elections. The exit polls last November showed that a candidate's ability to bring change mattered far more to voters than whether they had the, quote, right experience or, quote, good judgment. There's a lot of long-term trends that are symptomatic of and drivers of this disruption, and I won't get into all of them here. But the yearning to disrupt the status quo remains. And that's part of the reason that the conventional wisdom already is that the 2018 midterm elections will bring a sixth change election in the past seven election cycles. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. One, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has called a meeting on health care later this morning with all 52 Republican senators to preview the draft of his revised bill. He's tried to make some compromises to get consensus from conservatives like Ted Cruz and Mike Lee, as well as moderates like Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia. He has made some progress. Yesterday, Ron Johnson, the Republican senator from Wisconsin, who was one of the holdouts on the original bill, said that he no longer plans to block this new compromise measure. But Lisa Murkowski, a Republican from Alaska, ripped Republican leaders for attempting to scale back Medicaid spending. So here's the reality check. Rand Paul, he's almost certainly going to vote no. If McConnell also loses Murkowski, That means one more Republican defection would kill the bill. Number two, Russia. We can't not talk about Russia. President Trump, after staying silent since returning from the G20 over the weekend, gave an interview to Reuters yesterday and said that he does not fault his son, Donald Trump Jr., for meeting with a Russian lawyer last year. He dismissed the wave of stunning revelations surrounding his eldest son's decision as made in the, quote, heat of an upstart non-traditional campaign. Number three, 
Donald Trump is in France today. He's kicked off his visit to Paris, where he's participating in that country's Bastille Day celebrations, which will include a military parade celebrating the centennial of America's entry into World War I. That event was apparently a huge selling point to the president. Emmanuel Macron, the newly elected French president, told Trump in a phone call last month about the event, which this year is going to feature U.S. troops marching through the historic streets near the Arc de Triomphe, with fighter jets cutting through the skies above and flags, horses, and military equipment on display. That's exactly the sort of spectacle that Donald Trump wanted to stage at his own inauguration before aides put the kibosh on it. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 13th. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.